That's fine. Hey, hey, we should do an intro. No, we shouldn't. How will they know we're the theater boys? They'll just know, okay? Is that how you really feel about things? 100%. Excellent. Uh, so, sometimes Netflix digs real deep. And they find profound movies that make us think about life, our choices, and the gravity of our own mortality. And other times, you know, there's there's 1917, and then it's no, we have 1917 at home. And that's, that's <laughs> what this was. This is... This, this is 1917 the, at home. No, this is the equivalent to when you see Coca-Cola and then, like, uh, what's the... New Coke? No, like the Great Value brand Coke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we're reviewing All's Quiet on the Western Front. If you haven't figured that out by our parallels. Can we please title it, We Have 1917 at Home? We we probably should. Netflix Excellent. should redo this. Out of all the things that they could have written and wrote, they just knocked off nineteen seventeen, and. But yeah, I don't know if they they were they usually buy these. So like somebody made it because well, you could tell yeah, from the CGI yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't like that great. It was definitely something somebody made and then Netflix bought. It's not terrible, but let's get set one thing out of the way. War is hell. War is ter- terrible. It is bad for everyone and I, I every side. I am completely aware that. The German soldiers, especially during World War One, were not all like, we want to take over the French. They were drafted, they were told to go fight, and then they were shot if they didn't, which was very evident in the movie. And mm-hmm. yeah, but like, you could humanize your villains without also making them villains in their own right and then expecting me to feel bad for them. Yeah, I think they just made villains. They just made villains. Out of this entire movie, you kind you kind of empathize with them, but you don't really care for well, them. Like there's certain points in the main movie. problem. All Eastern Europeans look the same to me once they have mustaches. Yeah, we were all very confused about which character died and which characters were living, and if it wasn't for the fact that the subtitles had the names of the characters when they spoke off screen, yeah, I wouldn't know who anyone knows who they were. Um, yeah, that I mean, I I don't know if that would I mean, you know, part of the whole war's hell aspect of the movie is like there's a bunch of characters that die but like we get that but none of the deaths felt meaningful aside from one I did I don't really know if it was like meaningful per se when the guy with glasses died yeah that's what I was thinking of yeah that's what I was thinking too (laughs) (laughs) like 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 it was it was like... Because he was the one guy that didn't do anything bad and was just afraid of the war. And he uh, wanted to survive, but he died. And then everyone else who was, like, super gung-ho about it lives longer. And commits war crimes. I don't know if they were war crimes at the time, but they're definitely war crimes now. Yeah, the and stealing then, of the goose and raiding of the countryside is a little much. First time it was cute. Second time was just foolish. <laughs> Also, freaking Hans Fra- Franz. Remember when he, that guy that went off with the three French girls? He never came back. No, he did. No, he didn't. That's how they got the scarf. <gasps> That's who he was. Again, all Eastern Europeans look the same. Prove me wrong. I didn't get that. See, I thought he was like at, at 
thought that was the guy they were talking about in hospital. And... No, so there was there was so one of the main problem with this movie right out the gate. So we'll contrast this immediately to nineteen seventeen because I mean that's that's kind of what it's going for here. That's right? exactly what it 1917 is. Nineteen seventeen had like two core characters, right? Yeah. Like like and, and you follow one and a half of them during the entire movie. Yep. So like it's very clear who your people are, what their motivations are, and why you care about them. And then, and the cool thing that 1917 did is it took the main character and it made him not the main character. Because, like, they took the guy who was kind of, like, the lead, and then he died, and it was the secondary who ended up fulfilling the mission. In this, you start out with four friends. Um, No, no, no. You start out with... uh, 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 Hans, or no, oh, Hendrick. Hendrick. We'll yeah. call him Hendrick. Yeah, not I think it's Jimmy, Hendrick. but just Hendrick. Yeah, because he had Heim- the name. Heinrich. 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 Because he had the name tag. Yeah, and then and he, then he dies. He dies. And they go through this really cool sequence, and not cool. Oh, but the like, first part was so cool watching the uniforms, the dead men's Yeah, uniforms. I mean that, like like this movie had some some hits to it, right? Great, it had some great parts. Great parts. And the opening sequence I thought was perfect. Like it, it rolled through a soldier who died they collected his clothes they bagged all the clothes of the, the dead soldiers up sent them back home there's all these women washing them sewing them up taking the name tags off and then it cuts to the boys who are I'm assuming getting out of high school and or, or not even still out of high school, high school. Yeah, I yeah. think the one's mom signed so that he could go from high school was what the parent signature was yeah, about but the, the dad didn't yeah and then um should have listened to Papa. Yeah, and then he went to get his uniform, and then it was the uniform that it sold before. I thought, I thought all that was great. Yeah. And then they took this group of four. I thought was going to be our core characters. Mm-hmm. It immediately killed off two of them. And then, the third, alternated, several characters until it ended up with Cat. And then there was the red head, and then the other red head, and then they killed them off screen, and then yeah, you were just like oh oh, and then the how did the how did the boy with the poster die, poster boy, he just maybe he was the one. I in the assume in one of the oh that must have been the guy with the leg injury <gasps> that we thought was cat oh. who stabbed himself in the neck. Oh. Yeah, a lot of things that don't make sense. In this yeah, movie. you really get lost. Uh, it, maybe it was us just reading the subtitles the whole time and maybe not paying attention. I mean, I, I don't but know like, if that was it, though. I've never had that experience in any, in any subtitle movie. I watch subtitles, subtitles on English movies. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've never had that problem before, ever. And just everyone looked the same, which I guess is, like, everyone's in uniform, everyone kind of has the same That's style kind of clothes. But, I mean, even, so there's, there's, there's a reality of the situation... Which is, I'm sure that if you threw me in a trench on any side, on World War in World War One, and I I talked to somebody that morning and I had to go find them again, there wouldn't be anything. The only unique character was the glasses character, because he was wearing glasses. Yeah, and I knew who he was. Like in a movie, sometimes you have to go and do stuff to make your character stand out. Yeah, like w- maybe one of them. Has like the one guy, I think it was Paul who got shot in the head, the main character. 
Yes. But I don't ever remember seeing, like, a bullet hole in his helmet. Until the end. Until the end. Yep. And, like, you, you, you've got to have stuff like that so you can tell your group of stormtroopers apart. Think of, although they're terrible, the beginning of, uh, the Star Wars sequels where Finn's character is still in a stormtrooper armor and he watches his buddy die and then his buddy leaves blood on his stormtrooper outfit. Yes. Now that one is incredibly easy to pick out and an extreme example of making somebody stand out in a group of uniforms. Well, I'm I'm just thinking to like how Wonder Woman did it. Like you had a guy with short hair, you had a guy with long hair, you had a guy with a beard. I think it was the month. They all had different mustaches. Yeah. I'm just not used to telling somebody apart. Based on their mustache. Yeah. And and their size and build were all similar. Yeah. Like, none of their builds varied. I think Cat was the only one who was taller than them and broader than them. Yeah. Because the rest were boys, right? Yeah. He was the only man. But you could Five. you can still have variation in between there. Yeah, and there wasn't. So you're just kind of, everyone's a vanilla cookie. <laughs> yeah. Kind of look. I, mean, I don't know if Germans are necessarily known for their originality. They tried the same thing twice. Wow. Which gets us to our next point of, like... Yeah, it's really hard for me to feel sympathy for a losing army that actively made the invasion move. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, like, how about you don't pillage the countryside for fun? And then, like, after the farmer shot at you and almost killed you once, and now the war is over, maybe you don't make a whatever, I'm assuming, like, day-long trek out to go rob this random farm. Yeah. You got what was coming to you, man. Yeah, you just... You, you die to stupid mistakes, and you don't feel bad about their stupid mistakes, and you just kind of look at it, and you're just like, oh. Which I think well transitions to our next point really well. Spoiler alert, everybody dies. Secondly, like, you don't feel like the characters are acting in a way... At least I didn't feel like... Well, none of the characters really have motivations other than survive, except the, the cat. The only characters that have motivation, in my perspective, where you kind of know where they're coming from, know kind of their their blocks are the political guys that you see. Yeah. And those are the only people who you understand their motives. They're kind of clear, and you, you understand and you sympathize with them, or you really hate them, depending on where they fall in that political spectrum. Um well, I think there wasn't even really any of that. Like, I mean, I guess you could be mad at the Frenchmen for being mean to Germany. Well, no, I'm just mad at the one army guy that made everyone charge in the last battle. Oh, yeah, the general. Like, that's dude. the guy you really hate the most. Yeah. But then there's the other, like, new German government that's trying to sue for peace and just gets a shitty deal because the previous regime literally started a war. Yeah. Like, those are the people, those are the people that I felt the worst for. Well, I feel like what the movie was trying to set up was a World situation. Well, I yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear. Historically speaking, the Treaty of Versailles is what led to uh, Germany's economic downfall, which they alluded to in the movie, which gave rise to a bunch of crazy ideology. And ergo, the only German mustache that I recognize. So I don't know. Yeah, I was on like really waiting for the whole like, oh, they're just trying to make this a setup for a prequel movie and like having a German guy in a cell writing in a book or something at the end. But like, I don't know. Or maybe painting a picture like any telltale signs. Any telltale signs that like one of the guys in the trenches that we've been seeing is like just been Hitler the whole time. 
It's like playing secret Hitler, but like with with film. Um, (laughs) But like they they were definitely trying to set up the movie they wanted to make was a heated negotiation with the politicians, maybe trying to convince their higher ups to sign the treaty, even though they knew it was a bad treaty, just to get the fighting to stop, just to save lives. Like they, they the, the the core politicians, I won't even say we follow that it cuts to occasionally, clearly make their interest in just I want to stop the bloodshed. I've lost my son, which we find out towards the end of the movie. Yeah. So we learn his motivation later. But you can kind of guess. Yeah. Like people are like he's sitting there like while they're counting the bodies from all the dog tags they're collecting while they're going through all this and, and he just wants it to stop no matter the cost he wants the violence he wants the death to stop because it's awful and it's hell but the movie doesn't do anything to make it seem like he's doing that other than we're to know that he's doing that yeah like there's no tension or, or it's not there were there situation were brief up. glimpses of tension where I think they were supposed to be prolonged yeah. Uh, tension in the movie but it just went on for too long and you forgot about it yeah you just get overcome by the fight scene and you're like oh well i i guess the tree failed or in my mind i'm like oh like negotiations fell through like i guess they didn't save the lives yeah and it's like and you have to have like a setup where they're negotiating while there's fighting going on or there's not even need to doesn't even need to be fighting you just need to have the main character or characters in a dangerous situation where we want them to get out of it and the only way for them to get out of it is the treaty to go through i don't know how you do that and neither did the writers and they were just like they're going to be here at all these historical events that happened and then and then they're going to die well you could have it even more of a position of the germans are stuck and surrounded and they didn't like that's probably not historical accurate at all but like for the sake of the film it would have been better for a tension and or maybe play up on the fact that they're starving like they alluded to it where yeah. it's like my trousers are big while they're walking to go rob the farm and obviously they're robbing yeah. the farm because they're hungry but like like make them as miserable as they should be yeah. given the situation like give us the ticking time bomb of oh like in a couple days if we don't get food we're all going to die I'm sure soldiers die of starvation. Maybe have one of the guys go out that way. Maybe make it look like, like, or have them die of illness. Maybe they're waiting on something that can't or get maybe delivered. maybe they died because they drank stinky swamp water. Like, I don't know. Like, there, there's a lot of things that could have been done to set this movie up to hit all the points it wanted to hit. And I also felt like the political side wasn't really dramatic. It was... Well, that was the only dramatic side. <laughs> but it wasn't, though. It was, that's a really bad treaty. Well, we should sign it. All right, send the telegram to sign it. They said to sign it. Okay, we sign it. And then, like, the only point was with a guy who I have... The no-nameless character dressed up and tall and skinny on the right-hand side hesitated to use his pen and then signed it. And then they were, like, at 11 a.m. on the 11th Armistice Day, coming up in nine days. Actually, come out... What? It's the Friday, not Thursday. Next Friday? Yeah. Ah. Missed. But, um, Opportunity. Yeah, but anyway, I, I, I don't know. I just felt like, I felt like this was supposed to be a really big deal, and it was just a watered-down 1917. Yeah, it was watered-down, and it, you just didn't, you didn't feel the tension of 
when the message, when the treaty finally got signed, you didn't really feel anything for it, which for me, I thought that was going to be a big moment. Yeah, that was, that and was it, weird. And it wasn't. And you just kind of felt like, oh, things are... Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Because they weren't actively fighting when that happened. They were just sitting in the town. And they yeah. were like, oh, there's peace treaties going on. Oh, cool. And their one buddy stabbed himself and they went to the fort. Like, it would have been better, in my opinion, if the troops A, didn't know about it. And then you hear over the radio while they're killing the French people that the ceasefires, like the treaties, like it's 11 o'clock, stop firing, stop fighting. Yeah, but I think I think that deviates too far because like they were definitely told like you're supposed to take this hill by eleven o'clock, but it would have been the initial ceasefire starting. Maybe you do that. I I don't know. There's there's also you run into an issue where like maybe this was better as a documentary, like a, one of those docudramas where they like have actors doing the things and In the that case, just, explaining it. Just and it's on History Channel. Or or just give it to Peter Jackson and say, uh, they shall grow old. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> from the German side. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand because, like, yeah, like, he literally took fountain footage from World War One and made a better film than this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is... Now, mind you, like, that effort to use that found footage was profound. Yeah. But you... It just didn't feel like it was stitched together properly like i think it might have been an editing problem i don't know what it's i think it's definitely an editing problem and the store like the the way they wanted to tell their story um from my perspective because you didn't have a whole lot of drama in there the scenes that they went to just didn't it didn't build like i'm sure they could have reordered some things and built the tension better um i feel like i mean it might have been the point because what did, what did the guy tell him at the beginning of the movie? Like, every day is the same. Mm-hmm. And I felt like all the fights were Groundhog's Day. Because he would run. He mm-hmm. would always trip. He would always fall in the mud. He'd always double back in the direction he'd ran. And he'd throw a grenade. And this was just wash, rinse, repeat. And I, I get it. But that's not how you do your Groundhog's Day. Because it just makes for a really boring... Like, I kind of, like, whenever that would happen, I'd be like, alright, well, he's probably... Yeah, not gonna would, die here. It would be better to more of cut those fights into the first fight is him running and throwing the grenade, and then you skip to like that being done. The second part is you skip the running part. He's in the trenches, He's in the trenches fighting, and third then the third part when the, the it's a different battle, and that's where those the tanks, tanks come to yeah. back. That was that was pretty good. I thought the tank the scene, tank scene was really great. You that was re- really good. That was a great scene of tension. It has great scenes of tension for brief moments, but really awkward. You're just like, um, mm. yeah. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't, like, I understand, like, one of the points the movie was trying to make, and I believe one of the characters, Kat, said it, like, we're only here because we were told to be here, and they're only here because we're told to be, they were told to be here, referring to the French and yeah. Germans. And, like, none of them, and this was apparently, I think Peter Jackson and his, uh, rendition, like, he, he had on footage like German soldiers that had surrendered to the British and the French and that they were all piling around in handcuffs because like they really had no animosity towards each other each yeah. other. Um because like they 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 did. Germans were drafted, the British were drafted, like everyone just was everyone was just fighting. The will women the politicians, which is the real story of World War One when you think of all the treaties and how that all went down and one guy gets shot in some small European country and the next thing you know, seventeen million people die. Um 
but sad. which I think felt like what this movie wanted to be about, but it just didn't sell yeah. it. Underwhelming. Yeah. Like it had a lot of good things, but it didn't keep you engaged enough to get there. And it just for me it like dragged on and if if it probably wasn't for our commentary going, you probably would have turned this off. Yeah, I'm really surprised to see that it was was it third in the world today on Netflix. I mean they're probably buffing yeah. it themselves somehow, but like uh, well also it's, it's an if it's movie. only nine days before like the actual uh how many people our age do you think know what Armistice Day is? Easy, easy. Call of Duty revives a lot of interest around military things. You never know. I'm gonna go into work tomorrow and ask all of my coworkers what day Armistice Day is and see if they know. They're gonna look at their Google Calendar. They're gonna see the ads they've been getting, and they're gonna be like, "Ah, yes." It's very that's one of those racist holidays, right? And I'm just gonna walk right out of the room and go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I just, Lord. World War One is one of those things, I feel like it's just difficult to do, because it's a lot of the same, and none of it ends well, um, and 1917 captured it, They Shall Not Grow Old captured it, I felt like this just, I don't know what it wanted to be. Yeah, it was, I think they were trying to get you to, they wanted you at first to sympathize with the characters they presented you, Should and be. then they wanted to destroy that sympathy. I think that's what they were going for. And that's what I felt like by the end. Um, by the end, you're but like, I dying. didn't. I you didn't really sympathize with them at the beginning. I sympathized uh, with them on the 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 aspect of them being children. And then after that, you were just like, oh, like no, nah, they're just actually bad people because there were you saw the the ideal people that did speak up and they got killed. And if yeah. those were your characters who you wanted to sympathize with, you would have hoped yeah, that they you, spoke could up. Can you imagine if they had up. left one of the the starting four alive and they were like, no. And then instead of shooting them... I can't... Out of all the things they showed on that, the fact that they, they killed the German soldiers off camera was just weird to me. Out of all of the gore, all of the blood, all of it, that was the one thing they were like, no, 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 we're not going to we're not going to show that and it's like no that's those are the guys who are like I'm, I'm not going to go kill somebody because because you kill somebody peace is at 11 and it's 15 minutes tell yeah like, like are, are you insane like, literally they're, they're yeah the, the German general said as much we just want to inflict as much pain on them as possible so you can go home heroes and it's like no like I don't want to kill somebody because you want me to and then they killed them yeah and then it just felt weird at the end, like, at 11 o'clock. Everyone just stopped. I mean, maybe that's how it was in real life, but, like, it was just, it was just like... But you're just like, oh, the, the French stopped fighting, the Germans stopped fighting. Like, I, I guess the German imperative to inflict maximum casualty doesn't mean I think, anything. Like, I, well, I mean, I think they wanted the treaty to last. I don't know. I mean, I'm I think just this so is why confused. We have, uh, what is it, the um, Geneva Convention... Because, like, it was born out of an era where one could fight war like a boxing match and people would respect it. And it's like, no one's ever going to do that ever again? Like, you... Never again. 
You're going to fight dirty, you can go for the balls, and you're going to call it a day. Yeah, and then when the other person's dead and gone, or just running with their tail between their legs, you'll declare victory, and then forever be guarding your borders because you know they're coming back the second you let your guard down. So I should always shoot them in the back. <sighs> French did it in this movie. They burned them in the back, too. Yeah, it was fucked up. It was real fucked up. You, you think, from all the French stereotypes, you're like, hmm, they're going to be pretty weak in this movie. You know what? <laughs> They were kick-ass in this movie. <laughs> they were like, damn, you're invading our homeland? We're gonna torch you to death. Not only that, we're gonna roll over... We're literally gonna steamroll you. Well, they were so pissed off after World War uh, One, right? They built that whole Maginot line with all the walls and the turrets and stuff, and the Germans were like, oh, yes, Hansel and Gretel, we're just going to... I don't know, that's an Irish-German accent. Yeah, they were just like, oh, we'll walk through the forest instead. And then they did, and then all of the French's defenses were useless, and then World War II. So, like, I don't know, man. I, it's like, I, I didn't feel, so the, there's one scene in the movie, and then we'll, we'll, I think we'll call it after that, because yeah. really, there's really not that much. But the awkward scene for me, where I just completely lost touch with the movie, is after this tank scene, where the tanks are literally steamrolling the Germans, the Germans have pushed the French back. The tanks come in and start plowing over them, obliterating Paul's friends right and left. Again, they kept... I felt like it was like, you know on Call of Duty? When, like, one of the AIs goes down and, like, yes. another one just materializes out of the bushes? Like, that's what I felt like his friend circle was like. Absolutely. Because it was just like, oh, wait, you had a mustache in the last scene, but now there's a red-headed kid without a mustache... And now there's... Nope, both of the red-headed kids are gone now, and now we have another brown-haired kid without mustache. What is happening here? Uh, but anyway, so you watch several characters that I think we're supposed to care about to some regards die. Mm-hmm. And then Paul gets knocked into a pit like from all the explosions and everything that happens, or an old trench, whatever, that's filled with water. And the French run past him, and he can't get back out because now he's behind any lines. And then he hears retreat, retreat, retreat in French, or at least we hear it because it's in subtitles. And then, and then he sees a guy square up on him, like definitely just like, oh yeah, I got an easy headshot. And then the guy, while Paul's playing dead, then the guy gets blown into the trench, and then Paul runs at him with a knife and just stabinates him, and then for whatever reason doesn't doesn't kill him, and then like. Like, this, like, stabs him several times, and then just doesn't keep stabbing him to make sure he's dead. And then we watch the guy wheeze on his own blood for, like, five minutes. And then Paul goes through this whole thing of, like... Will he, won't he? Will he, won't? Like, I want to save him now. I want to apply pressure to his wounds. I don't want... I don't want him to die. I want life to be sacred. I, I want to be done with this killing. And then the next battle we see, Paul goes full John Wick and just... Just slaps fools. And at no point in this movie... Do we ever see him hesitate to kill anyone? As a matter of fact, in the beginning of the movie, he's actively looking for things and almost yeah. dies because he shoots a corpse. Like, there was never... His character was never the... It didn't go through either a progression. It was, like, sporadic. Yeah, it was all over how, how his feelings were toward killing. Like, it, it, maybe, like, after that scene, maybe he hesitates. Maybe he, maybe he dies after that scene... Because he's not aggressive enough to stay alive. But there isn't. He dies behind the horse. Yeah. He dies He dies not wanting to kill. He dies because... The farmer shoots him. Or, or what if, what if, 
he he avoids fighting the trenches as much as he can after that. Maybe he doesn't kill anyone after that. All right. This is how I fix this movie. I don't know if we're going to make this a bit, oh, but God. I like this. After that scene, he doesn't kill anyone. He hesitates to kill. They kind of did it in the, uh, the not Hendrick, Highmark or whatever his name was, where the soldiers were shooting over the heads yeah. of the people, which was an actual problem during World War One. Uh, we solved that during World War Two by using like human shaped targets and training on that. However, so he he doesn't want to kill anymore. He doesn't he doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to kill anyone. And he hesitates. He doesn't shoot his weapon. He moves through the trench. He like you know is just kind of like trying to last till eleven o'clock, and then he comes around a corner, and it's just him and a French soldier. And he drops his gun, puts his hands up, and the French soldier just stabs him. Then I care. Because then that's character change. He's trying not to kill people anymore. He, the death of that French soldier affected him. I guess, but when did he charge? Because if he didn't, he'd get shot. And he was just trying to laugh. Like, make it, make it clear Great. that he is Throw the down. grenade at the freaking general. No, 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 what I'm saying is, like, make that final scene, he is trying to last till 11 o'clock without killing anyone. So, stumble in the mud and trip and fall. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Maybe, so maybe he does that, and then, like, some guy picks him up. And Pull now, a freaking Bilbo Baggins during the Battle of the Five Armies. He just knocks out on a rock and wakes up the battle's over. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm just saying, like, they're... That would be one thing that I think would change it. Because there's a character rejection. Because that scene happens. He comes back. Cat gets killed by the farmer. The farmer's son. That they try to rob. And Twice, steal their life. I don't know how many times. After invading their country. Takes their geese. Yeah. The Frenchman says, no more after you take my geese. Yeah. <laughs> Gunshots of like, And then they pull off the whole... They do, they and steal he the definitely kills rounds. the kid. I'm just going to say that right oh, now. Oh, yeah, the kid died. The kid is dead. Yeah, the kid's dead. Yeah. So, like, I don't feel bad for Cat yeah. at all. After losing his own son, I thought he was going to have some moral dilemma there, but nope. I feel like he would have had... He saw the kid the first time they robbed the place. You'd think he would have... If, again, he had any kind of morals to begin with, he would have been, like... Dropped the goose. He'd be gooseless, but it would be fine. No, but, like, you just don't go back and rob the farm again because you know they're a family same as yours. Like, I don't know. I mean, if you're, if you're starving, don't tell me you have the moral high ground when you, like do that maybe that's the point maybe they were just like they're all hypocritical all the time and that's that's just it humanity humanity this movie was not capable of going that deep they might have had that as an end goal and just they did not they did not take the fork deep enough they they only it was only skin deep it wasn't enough to go i mean i think the the fork did go all the way in the throat that's the fork did go all the way i don't did he even get his leg Amputated? Did he even get treatment? I honestly don't know. Uh, it was dark, and it looked like it got cut off, but I'm not exactly sure. I'm also, like, really confused, because, like... Some of the effects were fine, and some of the effects were, like, who had a budget for this? Yeah, I mean, they definitely, like, took the basic rat animation and played it, like, a thousand times during the tank scene. Basically Remy from Ratatouille. Not even. It was just, like, that copy and pasted. Like, the amount, like, the way the soldiers looked down... And the amount of rats that were CGI posted, like, everywhere, like, that's, like, a nightmare level of rats. Like, the entire floor would have been moving 
Also, like, rats are afraid of tanks, so if you have a rat problem, bring a tank. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, that that's our take on uh, on 1917 at home. 1917 at home. Remember, don't watch it with your friends. Watch it alone. Fall asleep. It'll be good for you. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you in the next one.